Welcome to the Best Phone Plans Podcast, episode 24. Just the guys tonight. Uh, so Stetson, what do we got all lined up today for the audience? What are we going to be talking about? Uh, thank you for that intro, Dennis. Today, what we're talking about is we have some key news items. T-Mobile introduced new plans for business customers. AT&T is spinning off Warner Media into its own giant conglomerate with a different merger. HBO Max is coming with an ad-supported version starting in June, um, and we had some other news articles we wanted to dive into as well. Uh, so, Dennis, where do you want to start with this? Should we just kick things off with um, new T-Mobile plans and kind of go from there? Yeah, man. Get me in the loop a little bit. Um, I, I watched a few videos, but I didn't actually get to see the press conference, so get me in the yeah, loop. Yeah, yeah. So, T-Mobile here, basically what they had before, right? T-Mobile had Business Magenta, they had Business Magenta Max, and they had a, I don't really know what they called it, but it was basically if you needed more than 12 lines, uh, 13 lines or more, they ha offered another plan that was, uh, from what I could gather, pretty similar to the Essentials plan and dropped the price down. So you got a pretty good discount on it. Today, T-Mobile introduced three, I'm going to use air quotes, three air quote new plans. Okay, you've got, <laughs> Dennis, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be curious to hear what you think of these names. Business Unlimited Select, that's the first one. Business Unlimited Advanced, that's the second one. Third one, Business Unlimited Ultimate. What do you think so far? Um, it sounds like Spectrum's, like, it sounds like Spectrum Cable with how they market their cable plans. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So what we got going on with these plans, you might be thinking, all right, like what is new with them? And the big the big deal around this press release was that T-Mobile is trying to make cell phone plans more affordable for smaller businesses, people with, you know, maybe fewer employees while still giving them some pretty nice perks. So the entry level plan, Unlimited Select, starts at $25 per line with six or more lines. The unlimited advanced $30 per line and unlimited ultimate $40 per line. And what's nice is you get the discount, the maximum discount starting at six or more lines, as opposed to the other plans, the Magenta for Business and Magenta Max for Business, the max discount only kicked in when you had eight or more lines. So a little bit more affordable. And honestly, Dennis, like these plans are just super similar to the regular consumer plans with some added hotspot data. Okay. So you've got unlimited select, $25, most affordable. You're getting, it's basically T-Mobile Essentials, but you get five gigs of high-speed hotspot data. The unlimited advanced is basically your regular T-Mobile Magenta plan, but with 40 gigs of high-speed hotspot data instead of five gigs. You also get HD video streaming, which is up to 1080p. Finally, with Business Unlimited Ultimate, you're looking at 100 gigs of high-speed hotspot data, which is currently the most hotspot data you can get from T-Mobile, as well as unlimited 4K video. Super nice to see that. And what's really cool is the unlimited advanced and ultimate plans get Microsoft 365 on us. That's actually pretty useful. I think what, Microsoft 365, isn't that about like 100 bucks a year, roughly, give or take? I think so. I mean, I honestly think it's comparable in price to the Netflix promotion it's replacing for consumers. So I, I don't know. I mean, really, the only difference is the hotspot data amounts. Some people were really liking the pricing. Uh, but something I noticed is that the fine print says plus taxes and fees. So Ooh. to me, 
even though the price looks lower on uh, on screen for six lines, $30 for the middle tier plan instead of, I think it's like $32 or $33 for Magenta, because Magenta includes taxes and fees, I see these plans as really coming out to almost the same prices. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking at them now. I'm looking at the link in Notion. I was actually trying to Google search it, not realizing. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, they're cool, I guess. I mean... <laughs> I think that's well, a great summary, Dennis. Like, these plans... Like, if you're a business, sure, they can be great. But, like, I don't know. If, if you're a business, you shouldn't be picking T-Mobile. Like, What do you I'm, think would be the better option? Well, if you're a business, you care more about having coverage in general. Like, sorry, but T-Mobile, you might have the most 5G coverage, but, like, you don't have coverage in, like, a lot of rural spots, though. So, if that's the case, to me, it's a no-brainer. You pick AT&T or you pick Verizon because they're still the the coverage kings. AT&T has the capacity, as we clearly seen, generally speaking, and Verizon really does have the most square miles of coverage, which, you know, if you're a FedEx worker... You know, you don't need your FedEx employee being able to stream 4K YouTube. You need him to be able to do his Google Maps and, and do the little scanny thing that maybe uses like a kilobit of data to send off to the machine, right? Right, so, right. Yeah. I mean, I think, again, it's they're they're okay, I guess, but like their price, like their pricing is not even that shocking to me either. I mean, like maybe if you're a small company, this is exciting. I Again, I guess. But if you're a small company, like wouldn't you just have your employees have their own phones or at the very least... Just get a resident, like a family plan, and just throw some employees on like that. Like I don't. That's that's exactly my thoughts, Dennis. Like with taxes and fees included with the regular Magenta and Magenta Max plans, I think those are almost like the the better option. I think it's going to be more streamlined for billing purposes. I think it's going to be easier. I mean, the plans are almost identical. The only difference is really that mobile hotspot data amount and the HD streaming on the middle tier plan compared to standard definition on Magenta. But like, who's gonna need that, right? If you're if you're doing business, are you streaming video on your phone? Like, do you need that much hotspot data? I don't I know. Mean, the, the only, I mean, the only one out of the three that makes sense to me is Business Unlimited Advanced. This, so like, this is the middle tier one. Why, yeah. why that one over the other ones? Reason is because it gets you the 100 gigabytes of priority data right which is nice like the magenta but unlike residential magenta you do get a reasonable amount of hotspot data which if your employee is doing a lot of hotspot work maybe they have a laptop out in the field maybe they're like an engineer or something like that and you don't want to pay for like some jetpack device for them then that makes a little bit of sense um and then also you know it has you know, the, the five gigabytes, the high speed data included for like when they travel down to Canada and Mexico, if you have like a, maybe it's a, maybe you have like a salesperson or something like that, that's doing business down there, you know? Um, so that one makes a little bit more sense. And then like the, the unlimited elite is going to be very, or excuse me, unlimited. Yeah. Elite. Right. Yeah. They changed the naming, uh, uh, business unlimited. Uh, it's very niche. Like, you would pick that if it was someone that's doing a lot of like in you know a lot of flights and like like in you know go go Wi Fi and stuff like that. But like I don't know, like the only, like I said, the only one that makes sense to me is like this middle one because if you're an enterprise customer, someone that's getting like hundreds upon hundreds of lines, well then th you get your own special rates. You're buying. Yeah, yeah. Bulk. I don't even think you can get these plans. Like right. these are just for the you know the smaller companies with I think up to twelve employees or maybe they open like two accounts and get maybe twenty four employees tops. 
Yeah, then yeah. If we're talking small, if we're talking small companies, the only one that makes sense is the Vance one. The other I think, two yeah. don't. I really, think I agree with that. You know, I mean, people really don't need unlimited priority data. In, in my personal opinion, uh, business you're probably looking to cut costs, but you you want to get better service than the unlimited select plan. Plus, you're getting Microsoft 365 included. I think that's the real perk here. Like, if you're a business, you're using Microsoft products, you're using that suite. Getting that included with your cell phone bill, I think, is is nice. Uh, but Dennis, as you said earlier, like people really care more about coverage. I feel like when you're operating a business line, so maybe it does make sense to to go with AT and T or Verizon, see what their options are. I mean, um, let's just take a quick peek, real quick. Let's just real fast. Let's just look at AT and T business plans, real fast. I'm curious what their pricing is, because if tax and fees aren't included, that means we're pretty much on even ground. And uh, I just want to see what AT and T, because I don't think they're that expensive. So, all right, yeah, <clears throat> let's just use an example. Um, yep. When when did you say T-Mobile's discount kicks in? Is it six lines? You said that's correct. Six lines. Okay. Well, for T-Mobile, or excuse me, for AT and T, it's basically five um, for their middle tier. But we'll do six. Okay. So six lines. Here we go. Uh, AT and T Business Unlimited starter, thirty bucks. What is T-Mobile's? Let's see. Twenty five bucks for their entry level. Okay. Middle tier for uh, AT and T at six lines is thirty five dollars. What was T-Mobile's T coming in at thirty? And then AT&T Business Unlimited Elite, which is hands down the best unlimited plan on the market, is 40 bucks. And that matches what T-Mobile's offering. So if we're talking on the high end, AT&T and T-Mobile are smack dab spot on, but AT&T is definitely better from a plan yep. standpoint. Coverage, yep. Well, not just coverage, just plan overall. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you literally get unlimited data down in Mexico. T-Mobile's like five gigs, I think. Um, so the only question is, is that... I guess on the middle and low end, I mean, we're talking $5 difference, but what's $5, right? Yeah, if you're a business, I mean... It's opportunity or, cost, right? Like, I mean, like, if, you're, if your employee is not getting service, that means he's not working, which you just not lost... Not working, more, missing calls, yeah. Which means you just lost more money paying him for that half an hour that he was down with no service, which, you know, what's 5 bucks at that point, right? Exactly, exactly. I think that's a fair point. I was looking up uh, Verizon's plans here. They offer... Oh my gosh, the naming is just ridiculous. Business Unlimited Start, Business Unlimited Plus, Business Unlimited Pro. Entry level plan is 30 bucks, so the same as AT&T and T-Mobile still a little bit cheaper at $25. And I will say Verizon's entry level plan is garbage. It used to be capped at 5 megabits per second. My flatmate was on that plan and I actually felt sorry for him, like that was a terrible experience. If you want faster data, you got to bump up to Business Unlimited Plus. This is $40. Uh, per line per month plus taxes and fees so already it's uh like the same price as the top tier plans from both t-mobile and at&t not really delivering uh as much of the top tier features in my opinion i mean it's it's pretty good but uh, it's expensive and then if you bump up to business unlimited pro 50 dollars per line per month um, you are getting 120 gigs of priority net, uh, data, though, which is more than AT&T um, and T-Mobile, of course, is unlimited. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think Verizon's expensive and you're really getting them if you need the coverage. Dennis, I think you're right. AT&T is probably the best balance between coverage, features and performance right now. Yeah. And I will just say, like, for the Verizon Biz, uh, Biz Unlimited Pro plan, at least that has a niche that makes sense. Notice at the bottom, 50% off Business Unlimited Pro tablet. I gotcha, yeah. So, like, at least that has, like, a business niche. Because, like, I can think of tons of companies where, like, at their point of point of sales checkout, they have basically, like, a little iPad with the um, 
that little thing you put in like a headphone jack or like the USB-C port to swipe your card. I can't yep. think of what you call it. Is it square? It's like a square reader, I think, is typically yeah. what it is. Like, I see that all the time. All the time. Like, with like door-to-door sales, people that knock at my apartment complex. Like, sometimes Comcast comes around whenever people are moving in. You just see the little guy. He's like, yo, you know, I got these awesome promos. You know, you should sign up for me even though I'm a monopoly. Here you go. And then, you know, they got the little card thing. Um, so... I mean, like, that makes sense. That has a niche, right? Whereas with T-Mobile stuff, like, I don't know. They're high. Who's their high-end cat? Like, who's their high-end, like, catering towards? Like, what features are they adding that the middle tier didn't really have outside of, like, a little bit of extra hotspot data? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's just my hot take. I mean, again, it's cool. Good for T-Mobile. You know, competition's always great. Um but it's it nice. Uh, did you did you catch the improvements to their internet offering? I did not. Hit so me. yeah, they are now introducing. Say hello to T-Mobile Small Business Internet. They're offering a, an inter, internet plan. It's sixty bucks a month. So same price as their consumer internet package. High speed internet. You're getting that Nokia five G router. No caps or overage penalties. Uh, simple installation. No contract and no price hikes. And if you sign up through now, from June first through June thirtieth, you get the you get a permanent discount. So it's only fifty dollars per month with AutoPay. So you're saving ten uh, percent off. And that's um, I mean that's pretty much it. And this is actually in the same press release as the official plan announcement. Oh, okay, sorry. Just yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. See, it's literally. So right. I mean, it's basically like T-Mobile basically took their consumer products. They renamed them, geared them a little bit more towards businesses by swapping out that Netflix perk for Microsoft 365 and offering a nice little discount on their internet package and called it a day. I feel like T-Mobile totally missed the point, though. Like, that's not how this works. Like, the reason why... Okay, so the reason why you're able to charge a premium for business customers is because you're offering services that are important for businesses. I'm going to take home internet for an example real quick because like that's like my bread and butter of understanding because I'm deep in that space. Armstrong Cable. Or even... Okay, actually, Comcast. We'll use Comcast since more people know who they are. If you want to get a static IP address for Comcast, you can't do that on residential internet. You can only do that on a business tier. Now, you may be wondering to yourself... Stetson, why would I need a static IP? Uh, well, that's a that's a great question. Why would I need a static IP? Well, a static IP is useful if you're trying to host a website or any type of like server, so you can you know directly connect to that in a reliable manner. Um, maybe you're maybe you're someone that likes to remote in virtually from another place, and you know that's like your your bread and butter. Um, maybe you're trying to um, there's a yeah. Regardless, there's different reasons. Mainly servers, primarily, is why you'd want a static IP address. That when every time someone goes to your website and stuff like that, you know, same IP is routed to and all that good stuff. But yeah, like that would be a, a use case. Or another example is like with landlines. Like you know, sometimes companies will have like a phone number, right? And it's shared across all of their employees' phones, whatever they call out, right? You know, um, that's not something your your average residential customer needs, right? That's a business like level product, and it has obvious implications and reasons, right? Whenever you have your workers calling out, you want everybody to show up on the caller ID as like you know one eight hundred Stetson, right? You don't want right, to show right. up. Yeah, as... we all work for Stetson now. Exactly, I do want that. Yeah, or um, 
You know, it could be data cap waving, it could be upload speed, it could be fiber. You know, there's things that are important that are meeting a business need, which is what allows you to charge a premium over your residential counterpart. Uh, it could be about, it could even come down to support. You know, most of the yeah. times, like business support tends to be better than residential. Like you're usually, you know, love it or hate it, you're you're going to be more likely to be getting an outsourced call on a residential side of things versus with business, you're more likely to get like someone that's like literally on the States, like probably like right next to you, you could have a beer with, right? And that's what so. you want if you're a business. Like you want that priority support. It, it's literally making you money or losing you money depending on what's going on. Hunt, it could be literally hundreds of thousands of dollars for every minute you're down type of deal, depending on how good your business is. So <laughs> um, yeah, same day tech visits too. Like that's a thing, you know, they're, 24/7 support is also a thing not all companies are about it unless you're like on a business plan. I'm just saying like like what's more important to a business isn't the perks. Like Office 365 whoop the you know whoop do for the business, right? Like I mean, it's a good perk like I said, it's cool, right? Especially if we're talking smaller mom and pop shops, but like the things that are more important come down to performance. That's where it matters, right? And T-Mobile doesn't have that right now. Dennis, great points all around. I think that's pretty much all you need to know about the new business plans is they exist. If you're a business, they could be a good option. We personally feel that AT&T is probably a little bit better of a value uh, and Verizon's probably going to offer a little bit better coverage, which may be important for your business and what you're doing. All right, Dennis, uh, I think we should move on to the next topic. Where do you want to go to next? You want to talk about AT&T and their spinoff of Warner Media, or you want to dive into HBO Max with ads? Mm, let's if you're giving me those two options let's do hbo max with ads all right let's hit it up uh dennis you want to give us the dl here what what has hbo hbo max previously been offering and then what is this new tier so hbo traditionally has always been marketed as like a premium streaming service since its inception uh it's typically been priced at 15 dollars per month for as long as i can remember um and it gave you a no ad experience it gave you access to the whole library of all content from like the time warner merger as well as all those hbo exclusives as well as all the day one releases for like all the movies coming out in theaters recently which has been pretty new but now it's been uh, nice it's been nice i have to say i've converted stetson um but uh now hbo is coming out with a ads version of their streaming service um it's going to be five dollars cheaper okay and you would think that would be exciting. I know I know there's people out there that like saving a buck where they can. But Stetson, do you know why it sucks? Well, you're still paying for it and you're also getting ads. But what else is bad about it? They're cutting content from you. You're not going to get access. Wait, what? Yeah. Then you're not going to get access to the day one movie releases on the uh, ad-based version of HBO Max. Wow. So 5 bucks a month. I mean, that's literally a quarter to half the cost of a movie ticket and you're missing out on those theater releases. I don't know, Dennis, and you're getting ads. I would, I would much rather pay the extra $5, get that premium top dollar experience, save my time, get more content, get the day one releases that I'm excited about. And yeah, it's only 60 bucks extra, extra a year. That's, that's nothing. And yikes. Yeah. So is, is this, does this $10 tier make sense? Who is it for? I, I, I don't know, like, like when you think of ad-based content, there's two areas you can be in, right? There's either the free stuff, right? Because there are people out there that don't care about ads. They just want free content, and they're down to watch ads, right? And that works really well. 
There's the reduced cost, like Hulu has been very successful with their like $5 tier, I think it is. You get like limited ads, like they've been very successful with that. And you know, you pay five bucks, it is significantly cheaper than their ad version. I mean, it's like literally like, half the cost and you still get access to like all the content, right? Uh, Peacock um, has done something fairly similar to this where they have a free tier where it's ads and you get some of the content. You could pay five bucks or be like a Comcast customer and get all the content and you even get less ads and they have a no ad version. It's like 10 bucks. But HBO, I don't think is hitting the mark on that consumer base that is like price conscientious and that's willing to deal with ads. I agree with you, Dennis. I think I think five dollars would have made a little bit more sense where you're really Too getting cheap. In. I think eight bucks would be the eight sweet bucks. Spot. Yeah, sweet. basically Just... cut it in half, right? Fifteen. I mean, I know that's not perfectly in half, but like Make yeah, it so yeah. that it's like in half. So if you're going to charge 15 for the premium, eight bucks for the ad version. That's the sweet spot, and that and that gives you an option to compete with something like Disney Plus, right, on a price point. That's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, like Disney Plus doesn't have ads with their subscription. Netflix doesn't have ads with their subscription, and with Netflix, you're really paying for resolution and the number of screens you can be watching simultaneously on. Which, with, thank God, HBO doesn't do that. Yeah, so that's actually a nice perk of HBO, and in my opinion, makes their $15 price. A really good value. You're getting top tier content. You're getting 4K streaming. There are Dolby no limits. Atmos. Dolby Atmos. Uh, what is it like? Four devices at a time or something like that? Like, I think it's five. You're getting great multi-device support, all included in that $15 price. And I don't know. It just seems weird to me that of all the things they choose to cut, they choose to introduce ads and cut content with their $10 a month subscription. To I don't be know. fair, just to play devil's advocate. You don't have to buy the $10 tier. We can all keep enjoying that sweet, well, in my case, free HBO. Yeah. Um, and I think for you as well. It is you're... currently free, yes. So, um, so, yeah, we can still keep enjoying our premium tier. I just find it interesting that they settled on that price point to market it as. Um, like I said, I think I think even a couple bucks less, eight bucks, was a really good sweet spot because now you're undercutting uh, Netflix's cheapest tier. You're yep. right in line with what Disney Plus charges. And your selling point is, is that, you know, yeah, there's ads, but Stetson, I don't think you're going to fight me on this. HBO has a way larger and I would argue better library of content than Disney Plus, in my opinion. I can. Yeah, there's definitely Disney enthusiasts out there. Maybe not necessarily Disney, but who really love Pixar, who really love uh, the Marvel movies and the superhero movies. And they will sign up for one or two months, watch the content and then get out. I mean, there's not really a lot of new content coming out to Disney Plus all the time. Uh, and Dennis, as you mentioned, like HBO just has that backlog. They have the quality shows. They've got excellent programming. They've got years and years worth of content where Disney Plus is really new. They have a good library. It's great for kids, as Hank said from reviews.org, uh, I think. And yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just... I think it's medium. It's medium. Uh, I think the one thing about this plan and the $10 price point is when you introduce a product, it's really hard to increase the price later. Netflix has gotten a lot of backlash for doing that. So I think with AT&T, where they stand right now and their HBO Max, it's possible they could reduce the price in the future, but I don't think they're ever going to increase it. Fair. I mean, we've seen them run the premium when they first reached HBO Max. That is fair. But granted, I don't understand. I don't necessarily understand why HBO is doing. It. Like, they are the they're the Apple of streaming services, in my opinion. Like, like they've been around for almost fifty years at this point. 
and they've always been marketed as a premium. Like they've never been in a cable bundle. They were always an a la carte option. They were always separate. They were always like the most expensive, typically too, of the premium options. Like they never tried to compete with price on Showtime. They never tried to compete with stars on price. Like they charged their price and they did it for a very good reason because they went all out on their content. That's why you got stuff like Game of Thrones that's just crazy and would never make its way on something like live TV, right? That's why you got The Sopranos, which I know you haven't watched and it makes me upset because it's a treasure trove of delicious content. Um, I don't know. I just, it's cool. HBO is doing it. Not, I just don't know who it's going to be for. Uh, if you're, if you're in for a penny and for pounding, if you're in for 10 bucks, why not just spend the extra five and get the, the cool, like recent movies, right? Like you can binge watch the old content, but some of these movies that have been coming out have been great. Like I know you didn't play Mortal Kombat, but to all my gamers out there who have played that fighting game, you should watch Mortal Kombat. You're going to have a, a big old glass of nostalgia run through you with some of the famous quotes that you hear in the game. Um, what's some other ones? Uh, Wonder Woman. Tenet. Uh, Wonder Woman, I mean, I didn't like it at all. I think Tenet. <laughs> Tenet was the one I loved. I absolutely thought that was mind-bending. It was epic. The production value was insane. I mean, It's on my to-do list. I didn't watch it yet. It's okay, Dennis. Uh, for those of you listening, Dennis just equipped himself with an almighty television set that is... Dennis, you want to spill the beans? This is a side oh, we're, tangent. We're talking about that? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, I just couldn't resist. I mean, this thing is like a peak almighty of TV sets. So, yeah, basically today was a busy day for me, guys. Um, I woke up super early, went to the doctors, got some blood work done, and then I did my final walkthrough of my new house, which was exciting. Exciting. Tell us about the TV, Dennis. Okay, okay, I'll talk about the TV. So I went to Best Buy. Uh, I decided to get the Sony... 65-inch Bravia XR A90J series OLED 4K UHD TV with Google OS baked in. Wow. Which, wow. for everybody that doesn't know that crazy long ball number, it's basically Sony's flagship TV. This is incredible. Dennis, you just equipped yourself with a 65-inch OLED TV. Everything on HBO is going to look awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's gonna be exciting. Um, yeah, if you guys want to look it up, the model number is A nine zero J. It is a it is a pricey boy, but I decided to go all out, and I also got myself a nice little um, uh, receiver uh, that has support for AirPlay and Alexa and all the fun stuff. It's like uh, it's in the mid range. It was like a six hundred dollar receiver, so it's pretty uh, pretty beefy to support my surround sound. Is, so. You're gonna be set. You're gonna be set. Yeah. And one thing one thing I just want to remind people of is with Disney Plus, with Hulu, with HBO, if you have the option to do a free trial and you can do a free trial of the ad-free version, do that. Like I remember when Quibi came out, throwback to them, uh, <laughs> they had they had two plans, right? They had your free plan with ads and you had your, I don't know, it was like five bucks a month for the pro plan and they offered a free trial. And I foolishly signed up for the free trial that had ads. So I had ads in my content. And my flatmate was like, no, 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 you don't do that. You sign up for the free trial that is ad-free. And if you need to cancel, you cancel beforehand. So that's that's the pro tip there. Uh, Dennis, I don't think there's too much more to talk about when it comes to HBO Max. I mean, will there no, ever be a free tier? Um, I don't think so. I think there'll be a free trial. Probably not. but Because I think HBO is going to be one of the giants that doesn't need to resort to that. But yeah, let's move off of this topic. I want to I want to talk about a more spicier topic. One of the ones that I linked. 
Yeah. Let's talk about what's going on with the emergency broadband fund and some of the che- some of the cheesy things that the ISPs are doing. Okay, yeah. So what do we have going on here? Uh, it looks like we have a new government programs out, right, to help people save money on their internet bill. We've covered that in some after shows and I think on a podcast before. Uh, it's supposed to knock. It's called the emergency broadband benefit. It's supposed to help people and knock off fifty dollars on your monthly internet bill to help make internet more accessible and more affordable. Uh, this sounds pretty good to me, Dennis, but what is going on? What is the spiciness in the news? So, ironically enough, ISPs like Verizon Fios are forcing customers to change their plans in order for them to qualify for or in order to make use of the benefit. So, if you're on like oh a legacy like Fios internet plan, they're forcing you to upgrade to like one of their mix and match new plans to get on it. Um, I believe AT&T is also guilty of this as well. Um, and ironically enough, it's good guy Comcast, your favorite neighborhood monopoly. Wait, what? Yeah, ironically enough, it's your friendly neighborhood monopoly that's playing nice and letting anybody that has internet take advantage of the emergency broadband fund as intended. This so is- I feel like I'm living in the matrix when I saw this article, basically. I couldn't believe it. My jaw dropped. <laughs> This it, is this is astounding. Yeah. Okay, Dennis, let me let me make sure I'm understanding this. So, government introduces emergency broadband benefit, help people save money on their internet bill, make it more affordable, knocks $50 off the cost of their internet bill. Verizon goes ahead and is like, "Yep, in order to get that benefit, you need to upgrade to a more expensive plan." So, all of a sudden, like instead of getting $50 off, maybe you're getting like $20 off. Like, you're, you may not even be saving money if you have to upgrade to a plan that's more expensive than the one you already had in order to qualify for this. And of all companies, I, I, I Dennis, are you sure? You're sure about this. We have I, Comcast coming in and being like, you know what? We respect this bill as it was intended. Anyone on any plan who is eligible for the emergency broadband benefit will just get $50 off. I am positive, although I have a bright spot. Um, Sneed actually came in on the chat. He said that uh, we've been blowing this up. Apparently, companies are retracting this, um, and they are allowing legacy plans in on the benefit now that people have spoke up, so we changed the game. This is amazing, and this is why press and articles and news is so important in our time and in our culture, helping to influence and change things for the better. Uh, So it sounds like this got the deserving upcry and uproar that uh, it, it needed and it warranted. People got out their pitchforks and torches <laughs> and uh, we saw some change being made for the better. So that's that's really great to hear. And I just want to say something really important. There's the moral of the story of this all is a lot of times people get like loyalty to these companies, right? Like, uh, you know, I know I was getting all jazzed up about five symmetrical fiber, right? But at the end of the day, they're companies. They're going to do the thing that makes them the most money, which I don't understand why Verizon was turning down free money to begin with, but they're going to do the thing that's most profitable, right? So we got to we gotta look at every situation for what it is, right? All companies are going to do what's in their best interest to drive most profits. You know, Comcast decided that, hey, just taking the money that's free was probably the best bet. Verizon tried to do something a little bit slimy. And I'm going to remember that in the same way I'll remember, like, in the same way when um, Microsoft announced the Xbox One way back in, like, 2013. I still remember when they tried to put in that DRM policy on Xbox One where if it wasn't connected to the Internet, it was like a paperweight. 
Like, I remember that kind of stuff. I know most people forget, but I'm going to remember that. And uh, But I am glad that at least people complain and and it, it actually made a meaningful change because typically in this industry, that isn't usually the case of what happens. So, Yeah, and I want to give a shout out uh, to Comcast in this article that you linked in the chat. It says that if a customer was on a plan that wasn't even offered anymore, a legacy plan, they were still eligible. Comcast went above and beyond on this. I'm astounded. I'm really Good guy astounded. Comcast. It's a meme, dude. We need to make it a meme. Good guy Comcast. <laughs> That'll be our next stick. Dude, dude, we should actually make a sticker. We'll do one with Comcast with devil, like with like devil emote, and we'll do okay. good guy angel one. We should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for stickers coming soon. Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, is that uh, what's what was really slimy about this with Verizon in particular is you had to switch to an eligible plan. And it sounds like the emergency broadband benefit, the EBB, was there's a time duration on this. So once it expired, all of a sudden you're just basically locked in in a more expensive plan. Maybe you have to yeah, get more expensive. Yeah, can't go back to your legacy bundle. Yeah, you can't. Maybe you have new equipment or something. So yeah, I'm really happy to hear from the audience, from Sneed, that it sounds like this has changed. Verizon is going back on that and honoring the program for all customers on all plans um but yeah dennis that was a spicy article and it it continues to show just how i don't know what the right word is uh corrupt disingenuous um it continues to show why industries without competition are bad for consumers fixed fixed broadband is not a competitive space i'm lucky that i have two options i think statistically speaking only like a third of Americans have access to two or more options for internet. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just shows what happens. That's why whenever people make the joke about socialist dentists, I am for regulations. I am for like, not to get on a real big tangent, but like I'm for FCC having like actual teeth so that when Verizon tries to pull a stunt like that, they get the, they get the crackdown. They get, they get the hammer. Like, (laughs) But I'm glad it got changed. Like I said, it's positive it got changed. But the fact that they even tried to pull that stunt, I'm going to remember it. I have a, I have a long-term memory like that. Absolutely. But Absolutely on to nice. positive or on to slightly positive news, I think. Let's uh, talk let's about... Let's just say different news. Okay. Let's talk about the AT&T spinoff of WarnerMedia. Yeah. So, I mean, what happened here? AT&T, they bought WarnerMedia. How many years ago was it, Dennis? I feel like quite a few years ago under a under- different... Was it under Obama? I think it was under Obama. I was thinking the uh, CEO of AT&T. It wasn't under someone else? Um, like another John? I, I oh, uh, that's true, man. I'm not sure. When did they buy When did they buy Warner? <laughs> when did they buy Warner Media? That's a great question. Um, uh, well, oh, wait, regard- here we go. Okay. So they they bought Time Warner Inc. less than less than 3 years ago, I think. Okay. And it was $108 billion. Wow. Yeah. So so what's going on? Uh, AT&T is spinning off Warner Media, which includes HBO and Warner Brothers, into a new company. And that is what's happening. And they're also uh, they're blending together with Discovery. Yeah. That's pretty uh, dope. Dennis, hot takes on this? What like what what were your reactions when you saw this news break and hit the headlines? 
Uh, I think it's whenever we had our episode talking about the future of streaming, I think it's going exactly as I thought it would go in that streaming services like Discovery Plus can't survive on their own. It's a new channel network. So there's either going to be consolidation or there's going to be some type of cable package lining up. Right now, we're seeing consolidation happen. I think it's good. I think it makes sense based off what AT&T owns. Uh, I'm down for it. I mean, uh, yeah, more content. Cool. Uh, let's see what happens with it. If they add it all on HBO Max for that same $15 price point, then that's fantastic for consumers. Good stuff. It's fantastic I, for consumers. Makes I was it a, not going to buy it by itself. Discovery Plus was not going to buy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like one of those... I think Verizon's including it, and it's one of those services where I wouldn't pay for it. You know, if I have it, sure, maybe I'll check it out just because I'm curious. Not something I would pay for right now. Dude, I wouldn't pay for it, period, because all it is... I made this joke before, but I have YouTube TV. I think you have YouTube TV. No. You I don't. don't. Have, no. I have YouTube Premium. Okay, sorry. I have YouTube TV, um, and all the stuff that's on Discovery Plus is just stuff that it's on cable, and I've probably already seen it like 10,000 times on repeat at this point. Right, so right, right. there is yeah. nothing new on there for me to watch. <laughs> yeah, so I think this is good. I mean, I really hope that this new conglomerate that's formed the Warner Brothers, the Discovery Plus, and the HBO uh, trifecta can kind of focus more on media creating great content and this hopefully lets at&t focus on i don't know being a cell phone carrier and like wait what say that yeah, again they're Dennis, a cell Dennis, phone carrier get this this is this is unbelievable at&t actually has cell phone plans wow i didn't know that it's almost like i feel like at&t had like a midlife crisis as a company and has finally come to their own again yeah, like to realize yeah. what their identity is, but yeah, no, this is good for AT and T. This should free up a lot of uh, a lot of money um, to refocus on the network. So I'm going to be excited to see what this revitalized, more focused company can do, uh, especially with their fiber. Uh, I know we always talk about their five G, but we always forget that AT and T has Uverse, and I would love for my brothers out in the West um, to enjoy some of that sweet, sweet Uverse fiber. I know we have some awesome fans. Um, that we're supposed to be getting it, and I hope more people do because um, Fiber's good. Fiber's, Fiber's good. excellent. Yeah, and actually the ARS Technica article that we're referencing here, they said that, uh, or AT&T said rather, that offloading this Warner Media asset will help them focus on investing in 5G and fiber broadband. So they'll in increase their uh, capital expenditures on building out their network. Uh, and hopefully reach more customers, more people, and make their network even better. That sounds good. Um, moving on from this, though, do you have any final thoughts you want to talk about in regards to this? Or I, I don't know. I think I'm pretty good. I mean, we might end up just calling this episode a little bit shorter and moving on to an after show uh, if you know that sounds good to you. But I think those are the the news topics. I feel like we're we're pretty big this week, last couple of weeks, and well, I got. I got one fun question for you. I All gave right. you homework to do on the topic of HBO. Do you remember the homework I gave you? I uh, was to watch those shows. Yes, the infomercials. The infomercials. I've not watched swim. infomercials yet. Darn. Okay. Well, guys, you know what? We're going to call this a short show, a short podcast, and we're going to do an after show, like pretty much right after. Give us like 10 minutes. To should prep. I watch the shows? Like, should we do it in like 20 minutes so I can watch those? Dude, why don't we, why don't we just watch it on the after show? Why not? I don't know. Is that going to be boring, though? 
We gotta we gotta conclude we can, this podcast. We can, we can figure it out. But first, let me let's let's wrap up this awesome episode of the podcast that was short and brief. Thank you everybody that listened. Um, if you enjoy the content, please do not forget to support the Patreon so you can get access to even more behind the scenes stuff. Um, or join via the YouTube join button so you can have access to the stickers and emotes in the chat whenever you're commenting on the live stream. Um, we will see you guys next Thursday for the next episode of the podcast. And I do have an exciting guest that um, I think you will enjoy. And we're going to go ahead and do the after show now. All right. Dennis, thank you for wrapping that up. That's the podcast. We look forward to talking to you in the next one. Take care. Bye, guys.